Welcome to Emmanuel Christian Church, the house of Judah, the house at the gate. Please join us as we'll be listening to Apostle Vincent Luan, the head pastor of the Emmanuel Christian Churches. together from the scriptures. I want to say thank you to each and every person who have taken time to be here for our first night of the meeting. Can we bow our heads together as we pray? Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you. We give you praise that your word is true. We pray, Father, even as you speak into our life, may you touch our hearts. May we be transformed and renewed in our inner man. May we come to know Jesus for who he is. Lord, we thank you. As he said, I've overcome the world. Lord, we pray even today that may we overcome this world. We thank you, Father, for this grace. We pray for the blood of Jesus that consistently speaks for us. Lord, we plead, even as we stand before you, that, Lord, may your blood that was shed on the cross speak for us. We thank you, Holy Spirit, for your presence. May you convict our hearts of sin and unrighteousness. May we love God more after this meeting than we came in. We thank you, Father, for the privilege of the men of God that are in our midst. We bless them. And, Father, we thank you for the unity of the Spirit in this house. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you very much. Um, we, are, we are looking into the conference. We are saying it's a, one of our greatest celebrations, and uh, we are looking forward to it. I was talking to somebody that uh, definitely... Uh, we need a much bigger place than this one. Hallelujah. So we need God to help us that uh, we may have something bigger than this one. Amen. Okay, we are teaching on the fresh oil, the new way of doing things. Yesterday we started, and I think it will be, it will be proper not to be selfish, the call and the mandate the gathering of the believers. God has called us together, and we are here. The book of Isaiah 60, uh, verse 6, verse, uh, chapter, chapter 6, verse 8. Isaiah chapter 6, verse 8. It says, Then I heard the voice of the Lord saying, Who shall, who should I send? Who will go for us? I said, Here I am. Send me. Can we read it together, church? One to go. Then I heard the voice of the Lord saying, who, who will go for us? I said, here I am. Send me. Can you say, here I am, Lord. Send me. Hallelujah. The question that we have, that we are asking, because most of the time when we talk about sending, we talk about going across the street. That's not sending. And most of the time, nobody has sent us, we left. Nobody sent you, you left. And you didn't even live well. It was in this court. So when, when, when I believe, when the spirit was speaking, who will I send? And the voice was heard. And somebody says, send me. Here I am. Send me. It must be a very genuine, serious commitment to the work. How many of us are willing to go and suffer and carry the cross of Jesus? You see, there are many things that we call Christianity 
but have nothing to do with Christ. They look like, but they are not. They will never be. It doesn't matter how much you force them to come together, they will never be. We can look at it and look at ourselves and think, what is the most important, what is the most exciting? But I want to say to you today, in the name of Jesus, that whatever that you do will not be what it's supposed to be, unless you are willing to suffer. The cross is suffering. Can you tell your neighbor, the cross is suffering? Ask your neighbor, what are you suffering for? The second question, how many are willing to sacrifice and allow your dream to die while the dream of Jesus become a reality? Yeah, the Bible says in the last days, many will say, Lord, Lord, in your name. The Lord says, I don't know you. Who are you? What are you talking about? Because all that you did was for yourself. All that you did, people are thinking they are saving, but in truth, they are saving themselves. Yeah, in the church, most people are saving themselves. Extreme. Instead of growing in our knowledge and understanding of Christ, we are becoming more selfish and self-centered. So if you are not willing to sacrifice, then he said, I was saying to somebody, I was called, I came to the ministry at the prime of my, my business career. And the Lord told me, you're not going to do anything for the next coming three years. No invitation, no money, no, no whatever. Stay in the house. Until all the money is finished, then you know what it is to live by faith. Yeah. You know, what, what is it to live by what? The Bible says the just shall live by faith. It says others in the book of Hebrews chapter 11 says they were not afraid to suffer. They gave their life. They gave their life. They died for what they believed. Is there anybody in your workspace who knows that you are born again? Or it's just because you are here in church and you speak some shabara shabara. And then, then you are a Christian. <laughs> Your shabara shabara doesn't move even a single demon. Suffering from the same. Some, some things will never live until you become a true Christian. Until you share the gospel, you are shamed by everybody else. And sometimes there are things you can't do. Not because you don't want to do them but you have exposed yourself far too much that you can't do those things. The Bible says this day, there is a day that will come where you will no longer be leading yourself. You will be led. May you be led in the name of Jesus. I said, may you be led in the name of Jesus. What is your price? What is your price? How much should the Lord pay for you? What is your price? Is your life more worth, worthy than the life of Christ? Or you like your throne? What is your price? What is your price? What is your sacrifice? What are you willing to give in exchange for your life? Hallelujah. May the Lord have mercy on us. Before the understanding that I have about the call of God is that it doesn't matter what we do. All the things that we do on earth, they are important and essential, but they are not critical. Hallelujah. You are delayed by your big house. Can you tell your neighbor, you are delayed by your big house. Yeah, some people are thinking, if you come and give us a testimony of 12 bedroom, we need the 12 bedroom. We need, we need it. We came for the conference, and so some of us need a place to sleep. But you see, your, your 12 bedroom house is just for you, your wife, and your one child. You get it? If we were to ask you, uh, we have people who are coming to sleep at your place. The first question you ask is, 
category. You get it? If I say, uh, Doctor, I, I people, and then I tell you the location where they come from, you will be offended. Oh, you said the house is for Jesus. Didn't you say so? Yes. Yes. The cars we drive, we, we, when we buy it, we say, we, I'm buying it for the Lord. But immediately we say, Amen, here. You'll be living alone. In your car. In your car. You. You. You will not wait outside and say, any people who are going anywhere, the car belongs to the Lord. Please come in. I'm just the driver. I will chauffeur you. I'll be your Uber for tonight. Let's see how many. Let's see. Let's see. How many? When you live here, you, you know, I, I, I was in our church in the UK. Somebody, when I was preaching, he did like this. And when they finish, they want to drink tea for two hours. Eh? Tea for how many? For two hours. There are people here who are saying they stay long in church. You stay long in church. Really? Truly? Seriously? In a week, we calculated, in a week you have 160, 168 hours in a week. 168. How many? Uh, 168 hours. Thank you. 168 hours in a week. I was asking Pastor K in her church, how many hours do you spend in church? How many hours? Let's leave all the pastors who are not members of our church. They shouldn't say we are picking on them. But how many hours do you spend in church? Minimum three hours. If you are serious with Jesus. Three hours. Then you say we are wasting your time in church. Three hours. 168 hours minus three hours. How many left? 165. So I was saying, I was saying to somebody, I say, maybe when we go to heaven, God should say to us, I'm a just and a fair God. The hours you spend in, in the church is the hours you spend in heaven. And the hours you spend outside working for the kingdom of darkness, it doesn't matter what you do. You are making the kingdom of this world. This is why the Bible says the kingdom of this world has become the kingdom of our God, even of his Christ. Now, if that is the truth, I was talking to one of our beloved daughters in the house, and we were talking about it, and I said, you know, there is that way of, of, saying, of saying, I'm an apostle in the marketplace. It's a good way. I used to use it a lot. But I was saying, how much of the money you make, Pastor Nash, comes to church? No, you are an apostle in the marketplace. Let's talk about it. How much, doctor? How much? No, no, let's, let's talk about it. If, if you are an apostle, I want to preach in the villages. Give me the money. Let me go and preach. Pastor P, give me the money. I want to preach. I have three sites to build a church. Churches, three sites. They are waiting. I should add four. Are you seriously an apostle? I'm talking to the heavyweight of the church. You see, in the board, I can't say it. In the board, I can't say it. Because they will say, we will suck you now. <laughs> 168 hours. 168 hours. 168 hours, and you complain extra five minutes that we stay in church, and all of your life you spend in the system of the world, making Satan richer and better. Yes, the houses we are building, they are not going to heaven. Unless you use your house for a sale, you are adding value to your material, to your, to your, to your earthly vessel. If your car is being used to transport people like tomorrow, we are supposed to be here. You are saying to the people, I'll fetch you, I'll pack you in my car. I saw one young woman, she was stopped by a traffic officer. I don't know who was in my car. Maybe my children were in my car. Ten people came out of a 
sit there and five five seater car. For a church conference, she came. She came for a church conference. They were like sardines. Everybody, the traffic officer stopped them. And then I just said, This one is blessed of the Lord. You can't you can break you can't break this person. All the cell members and everybody in the little car. She didn't even think, oh, what if we get involved? Because the officer was saying, what if you get involved? These people, all of them are going to die. Who said we are planning to die? We are not going to die. We, we have no, no plan with death. We, we, have no sign, we have signed a pact with eternal life. We believe in eternal life. We will not die. But you complain. You, you. We can't use your house because you suffer the house. You are fair. You love Jesus when? Are you serious? Ask your neighbor, are you serious? I thought you loved Jesus. Tell them, I thought you loved Jesus. I thought you loved Jesus. Let's, let's, let's pray this prayer. Lord, may you help us that we spend the hours that we spend in church in heaven. Yeah. Let's see. Sunday, people spend three the most if they are doing well. In Acadia, here, seven to seven. We love Jesus here. We force it. We force it here. Yes, we stay. We stay. We don't look at the time. We don't look at the time. We know Jesus loves us a lot. So we love him back. Listen, there are people here who are in love. They sit on the phone throughout the night. When we leave here, you think we, they are done. You are killing yourself. You are kidding yourself. They will be in the house. They, you know, the blanket. They get inside the blanket as a noise absorber. And then they are answering, hello? Eh. Throughout the night, until the battery finish, they put power bank, bank power bank finish. ESCOM helps us. The electricity is gone, so they must sleep. Imagine somebody. May the Lord have mercy on us. The question is, I want to say to you, before you is a supernatural life. If you love Jesus, before you is a supernatural life. Yeah. Before you is a supernatural life among the unknown. When I came to this city, there's no one who's my relative here. I don't know if they are here today. Somebody can say I'm your relative. I don't have a physical Mississippi. My mother is Shangan, but we are not related. Am I right? I don't remember anyone coming to this church being my family member. I'm in the company of people I did not know. When God called me, I looked like a fool. But you, you don't want to respond to the call of God. You will never be in the company of the unknown. I go overseas, I get celebrated being in the company of the unknown. Yeah. Before you is a supernatural life. That have everything that you need. But because you are too much in control of your life, you can't experience the provisions of God. No, 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 no. It's not possible. I always say to pastors, you talk a lot. You talk a lot. You talk a lot. Linda, I've been praying for you. You're giving my heart. Seriously. One, one, of the, one of the things that are serious is when you look at your world and you think your world is real. It's a deception. The world you live in is not real until you become spiritual. Yes. The things that you call worthy, worthwhile, they are done. They are useless. After you ran your life and you are burying you, you'll be crying and say, I wasted my life. Is this what I worked for all my life? Is this what I worked for 
for a house. For a house for 20 years. I was paying a house for 20 years, Lord. Are you serious? Ask your neighbor, are you serious? God wants to showcase your life. Yes. Three things that I need to highlight. Ahead is a new life among strangers. Those of Emmanuel Christian Church, ahead of you is a new life among strangers. I said, ahead of you. This week is a week of celebration. Ahead of you is a life among strangers. People you don't know. Yeah, we're doing confirmation and ordinations. We're not expecting you to go the street across. Oh, I'm a pastor, the street across. Huh? Oh, God has called me where? In Gezina. God has called me to Gezina. Listen, we are here. We've been here. There are people from Gezina here. We have a branch in Gezina. Please, there is a village that has no pastor. There is no church building there. Yes. All the people that are passing there, they curse the place. This place is too dry. Yes. This place is too dry. Nothing survives it. There are pastors. I don't like pastors who say, oh, work here is too difficult. I say, you have wrong bait. You have wrong bait. You are not using Jesus. Yeah. Jesus is a supernatural bait. And there's no human being who will say no to Jesus. Listen, the love of God is far superior. No one can say no. Hallelujah. That's what I'm saying. Ahead of you, it's a life among strangers. Hallelujah. Melinda, ahead lies a spiritual victory as many give their life to Christ. Many, ahead of you, lies a spiritual victory as souls give their life to Jesus. Yes. When, when your life is fully given to the Lord, most people say, oh, I love the Lord. I do this for the Lord. I agree with you. How many souls have you brought? How many souls? In your workplace. Let's talk about it. Except that they know you are religious. Yes. You are just religious. You are not a pastor. You are no pastor. I can tell you about my pastoring journey. There's no company I worked for. I didn't start a, a prayer. And I didn't pastor the people. The last company I worked for was for Jewish people. It was owned by a Jewish person. When I, when I said to them, we are starting prayer. They said to me, why? Then I started to give them reason. Why? We need to start prayer. Because I was Jesus in people at, at work. And we needed a meeting place. Six floors. Six. Six. Not one floor. One, two, three, four, five, six. I said, we're going to pray. Why? I told them. Every time we pray, we pray that this company will prosper. So that we, when we prosper, when you prosper, we prosper. And when we pray for your company, your company will prosper. There's no way. That we get more business. That our company gets more business. No one should be retrenched. We are praying that there will not be shrinkage. No one is going to steal and steal our jobs. You know, most people steal at work, not knowing that they are stealing their own life. They are stealing their own livelihood. They, they have done it in all municipalities almost. All municipalities have run to the ground. The same politicians have run it to the ground. There's nothing. Water is flowing everywhere. No electricity. We have prayed for electricity, Lord. Thank you, Jesus, that we'll have electricity. But we have a generator. <laughs> Hallelujah. Yeah. May the Lord have mercy. I don't know you are listening. Ahead of you is what? Is a life. Is a, is a supernatural life. Is a spiritual victory as many give their life to Christ. Thirdly, ahead lies a new congregation. Ahead lies what? Can you say it? Ahead, ahead of me lies 
a new congregation. Yes. Ahead of you lies a new congregation. Hallelujah. God is calling the Timothys and the Tituses. Yes. Paul, when he writes, he writes very nicely. 1 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 17. He says, for this cause have I sent you, uh, Timotheus, who is my beloved son, faithful in the Lord, who shall bring you into remembrance of my ways, which be in Christ, as I teach everywhere in every country, in every church. Hallelujah. As I teach where? Everywhere. As I teach where? Everywhere in every church. Now, what we are looking for, we are not looking for independence. Can you tell your neighbor, we are not looking for independence. You see, there are a lot of people that when they grow and mature, they become independent. But Paul says, I've sent to you my beloved son, faithful, he says, faithful child in the Lord, he will remind you about my ways in Christ. He will remind you of what? Where? In Christ. Paul has said it before. Follow me as I do what? As I follow Christ. He has said it before. He says there are many instructors. But in Christ Jesus, I've done what? I've begotten you. So he says, I'm sending you a genuine son who has no personal interest. Not to somebody. Timothy, let's hear the story of Titus. Titus 1, verse 4 and 5. Emmanuel Christian Church, are you willing? It says, to Titus, my true son, my true child, in our common faith, grace and peace from God, the Father, and Christ Jesus, our Savior. Verse 5, please. The reason I left you, he reminds him, and I'm preaching to my pastors. The reason I left you in Crete, whatever place you are in, the reason I left you there is what? In Crete was to set right what was left undone as I directed you to appoint elders in every town. Did you know pastors like to be the, the only ones who are doing well? Yes. When the pastor leaves, the church dies. What do you think from this? Is it a good thing? Huh? How many disciples are following you? You should be having a train of them to say, I'm easily replaceable. Some people believe they are indispensable. Oh, you are indispensable. Are you serious? Are you serious? Tell your neighbor, we are, we are replaceable. Hallelujah. So let's not incompetent the church. Let's not incompetent the church. Let's make the church stronger and more powerful. Hallelujah. And what is our purpose and mission? Five things, then I will move to the message for today. Number one, we are about maturing and caring for people. We are here to perfect the sins. The book of Matthew, chapter 28, verse 18 to, uh, to 20, Jesus is speaking here. It says, And Jesus came and said unto them, All power is given unto me in heaven and on earth. Go therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Verse 20, Teaching them to observe everything I have commanded you. And remember, I am with you always to the end of the age. Hallelujah. So there is no church that functions by its own power. All power and authority have been given to us. The main issue is not to play church. 
The main issue is to make people to know Jesus, but not only to know Jesus. It says we should teach them to observe everything as we have been commanded, and we should remember that the Lord is with us to the end of the age. His power is an endless power. Can you tell your neighbor, his power is an endless power? Tell your neighbor, and this power is at my disposal. That is why your cell, your cell should be one of the most successful cells. Because all power and authority have been given unto me. But people are caught by the spirits that they are too busy. Listen, I can prove to you that the most you use in a week is eight hours. Okay, you want us to talk about it? You are not busy. Wednesday, in our church, we come to church. Wednesday, one hour. How many hours? One. Depending which age you are, you, you might come for your book on Saturday. You get it? But let's, let's talk to the normal. One hour Wednesday, Sunday, Pastor K says the most is four hours in the East. I don't know what I'm talking. I'm talking reality. Four hours, which is how many? Five. Then if they love Jesus, Monday they do what they call house visits. Follow up, follow up, follow up. Follow up. Follow up. If you are loved, we visit you. Hallelujah. We have to visit everybody. Jesus came and visited us. We have to copy him fully. Hallelujah. So when you look at it, none of us can say we are really busy. We have made ourselves busy. Tell your neighbor, I've made myself busy. Can you imagine the day you die and the Lord is busy for you? Or when you need him, he says... He says, he says, oh, 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 this time you are free. I'm not free. I'm not free. I'm busy. What do you think? Will you be happy? Huh? When you really need help, we are here to mature. Number two, God's plan for the world is the church. Can you say it? God's plan for the world is the church. God's plan for the world is the church. Nothing else. Nothing else. Pastor P nothing else. God's plan for the church, God's plan for the world is the church. Is what? The church. Hallelujah. We have to fight a lot of things. Materialism. Because that is the spirit of the modern age. We are blessed if we have material things. When we preach, we preach a gospel that makes the soul to, to slumber. Hallelujah. May the Lord have mercy. Hallelujah. We are commissioned to live by faith. We are commissioned to fulfill the great commission. Somebody was saying, oh, Pastor, do you, do you mean all of us must do this? I say, yes, everybody must do it. If you are serious about it. If you are what? Serious about it. Yes. The call... The call is urgent. I was saying, think about it this way. Think about it this way. You die and your relatives, your parents have died, but they are not where you are going. Let's not call names. There is hell and there is heaven. Think about it. You arrive in heaven and your mother is not there. You arrive in heaven, your brothers, your own children are not there. Oh, you think it's a joke? Hell is a reality. The Bible says, and Lazarus 
was sitting on Abraham's bosom. And the rich man lifted up his eyes. And when he looked, guess what he saw? He saw Lazarus. You think your parents and those who have died, who are your relatives, they are going to keep quiet. We know that there is communication between hell and heaven. We know. You know what is the accusation? They will say, you can't tell us about this guy that is a pastor. He was, I was born with him. I came after him. He never told me about Jesus. He didn't care much about my life. He's a fake. This person is a fake. I don't understand how he make heaven. Because he never pushed the buttons as hard. Because most of us are thinking there's no hell. Hell is real. Yes, hell is very real. I can't just imagine any of my family members being in hell and me being in heaven. But the way your soul is now, you feel like, oh, it will be fine. They'll be in hell, I'll be in heaven. It's not the movies. The movies have desensitized you. When you see people being killed on television so many times, when you see somebody being marked on the street, it doesn't touch your heart until it is you. Lives of people are stolen daily and nobody does anything because Satan has already created an environment within our hearts that this is acceptable. Let them die. Go to hell. Even sometimes when we are angry, go to hell. May the Lord have mercy. When, when we don't care, we become desensitized. And we think we are fine. We are fine. May the Lord have mercy. Matthew 25, verse 35 to 36. Number three, beware of the enemy of the gospel and the cross of Jesus Christ. Ezekiel, I want it in King James. And if possible, in English standard version. If we had the message, the message says it very nice. Uh, Ezekiel 16, verse 49 and 50. Ezekiel chapter 16, 49 and 50. Can we read it together, church, if you can read? One to go. Behold, this was the iniquity of the sister Sodom. Pride, fullness of bread, and abundance of idleness was in her and in her daughters. Neither did she strengthen the hand of the poor and the needy. Verse 50. And they were haughty, committed abomination before me. Therefore, I took them away as I saw good. Okay, let's go into it. Do you have English Standard Version or any translation? They were haughty. Verse, verse, verse 49. Truly, this was the sin of the sister Sodom, pride. A measure, a full measure of food and the comfort of wealth in peace. Were seen in her and her daughters. She gave no help to the poor or to those in need. Do you think you'll go to heaven? Do you think you'll go to heaven? Okay, put, the, put it in King James. Oh, yes, it says, verse, 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 verse 49, verse 49. He said, truly, this was the sin of the sister Sodom. Pride, a full measure of food and comfort of wealth in peace were seen in her and her daughters, and she gave no help to the poor nor to those in need. Verse 50. They were full of pride and did, did what was disgusting to me, and so I took them away as we have seen. You remember the rich young ruler? You remember the rich young ruler? What did Jesus say to the rich young ruler? We're drinking fresh oil. This is fresh oil. This is fresh oil. Oh, you are thinking we are just going to pour oil on your head. No. We are talking revival, restoration, refocusing, repurpose. What do, they, what, what, what do they say when they talk about recycling? Please help me. Reuse, reduce, recycle. You cannot have fresh oil unless your purpose is proper. Yeah, repurpose. 
Yeah. Most people are thinking, oh, if they pray for me, I will be on it. No, you have to be convicted. I'm stirring your convictions. King James, put it back to King James. It says, full of idleness. Full of what? Idleness. Full of idleness. Verse 49. Let's look at it. Says, Behold, this was the, the iniquity of the sister Sodom. Pride, fullness of what? Of bread, and abundance of what? Of idleness. 168 hours. You come to church five hours a week, the most eight hours, and you are already complaining that you are overloaded. Idleness of what? Abundance of what? Idleness. People are, are watching TV on demand. You are on your cell phone watching videos. That's all. That's all. Imagine somebody. Listen, the gospel changes the hearts and the spirit of men. Yes, and it repurposes them and changes their life. The gospel that we are talking about, if power has been released, if we are to do more, then our heart must be changed and transformed. Hallelujah. Okay, number, number four. We are full of idleness, fullness of, of bread. We have so much food, we don't know what to do with it. I can take you to the township now, where people say they are poor. They cook pap with a big pot, they eat half of the pap, and then the following day they throw the, uh, the pap out. In town, people were saying, after I bought my house and I came to town, they said, I said, we are more purposeful. We know. We count the meat. How many drumsticks? One, two, three. How many are we? We are three. One, two, three. <laughs> so there's no dog that is going to tip anything. And rest of it, because the meat has been purposed so small, we chew the bones. <laughs> uh, but we are progressing. We are moving forward. Idleness of what? Of time. People have idleness of time. This is why I say at the end of time, at the end of your life, you're going to be shocked how much time you wasted. Yes, you're going to be shocked. People are thinking, oh, we are always in time. 30 minutes in time. Listen, we are, we, 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 you have not started. You are not in church. You are not in church. You are doing your own things. You are doing your own things. We're being in church how many minutes now? Already you are tired. Your attention deficit is affected. May the Lord have mercy. I'm preaching. I'm preaching. You are not intimidating me. You can look at me. Listen, I'm enjoying it. <laughs> I'm enjoying it. I'm enjoying it. I'm enjoying it. Yeah, idleness of what? Time. Yes. I was, uh, when I talk to students every time I do counseling, I tell them, divide your day into, into three. Eight hours, eight hours, eight hours. I say, you'll see, you have ten hours, you don't know what you're doing with it. Most people are wasteful. They are what? Wasteful. Yeah. We are wasteful. Number four, your heart is where your treasure is. That's why you complain about time. We know what is in your heart. Is the world. The world before me. What, what does the song say? Huh? The cross before me. Let's sing, let's sing. You don't know the song? To follow Jesus I am. 
to follow my Lord. I have decided to follow Jesus. I have decided to follow my Lord. The cross before me, there will be the cross before me, there will be behind me. Listen. These are the songs that makes us born again. The ones that you sing, don't change your heart. After you finish singing, you go to the Shebini and continue with the song. We see even when you dance in the church, some people say, did you see this children what they're doing? I say to the pure, everything is pure. I don't see. I don't see. Where have you been yourself? <laughs> Why is it an issue? Somebody was worried to say, oh, do you see how the children are dressed? I said, how, how, how are they dressed? Oh, their pants are too tight and their tops are too short to the pure. Not that you should dress that way, but I'm just saying. Okay, last, lastly, this is an introduction. We are trying to be like Jesus. We are copying Jesus. He was preaching long till night. Three days of preaching. I mean, I can prove it to you. He preached for three days. And when he finished preaching for three days, he says, the people are hungry. <laughs> Peter, Peter, let's feed the people. Let's feed the people. You are already saying, is it closing? I'm nowhere close to close. <laughs> this is introduction. This is introduction. <laughs> we are building a new church. You remember the song? We are building up the temple. Building up the temple. Building up the temple of the Lord. We are building up the temple, building up the temple, building up the temple of the Lord. Brother, sister, building up the temple of the Lord, building sister. Building of the temple of the Lord. Hallelujah. When now you have not come to build, you are a spectator, permanent, permanent spectator. We go to sell, you don't come. We go to branch meeting, you don't come. We come to church, you complain. What do you want? Who is your God? Who's your God? We give, you don't give, you complain. If we talk about the tithe, you listen to all false prophets who are teaching against financing the kingdom. Any, anytime people criticize anything about money in the church, I know for a fact this is a false prophet. Yes, it doesn't matter, it's in the New Testament. It's not in the, I always tell them, I say, the day you oppose the giving of money in the church, we know you have a spirit. And it's not the spirit of Christ. Because the spirit of Christ will even give more. Yes, that's why I say, let's go and work and bring the money. Let's build churches. This church has no value. It's making the kingdoms of Satan richer. 
The only way to beat Satan with this building is that we are gathering here. It's not a shebin. Yes. It's a sharpening position. We expect you next week to be winning muscles. We build another building. Not, we are not much interested in the size, the pattern, how glorious it is. We just need a meeting place. So that people can grow and become the men and the women that God called them to be. Nothing more. Nothing more. Nothing more. Nothing more. Oh, this is not the house of God. We are the house of God. We come here. We have added value. We spend money to buy this building. We have added value to the building. We are using it as a headquarters, a training center for the kingdom, for eternal life. Whosoever, the words I speak, they are spirits and they are life. To those who are not spiritual, I'm boring them. We are not shocked. We know your father. Hallelujah. It was introduction. Number five. Pride. Your pride. Your fullness of bread. Abundance of idleness. Have made you unfruitful. And have disqualified you. Most people have disqualified themselves. Listen, let's be busy. Let's be very busy. Uh, Mr. Sibab, where's your husband? Okay. Can you come here? Ndate CBC. Is your wife here? She's not here. She came now. Mashaba. Is your wife here? Yeah. You can come. Pastor Mesh, let me add with you. Please come. Where's your wife? Oh, the missus is coming. Praise the Lord. Not Pastor Mesh's wife, please. <laughs> 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 Praise the Lord. Now, all these people are highly educated very educated. All of them could be very powerful pastors. All, all, all of them. Very educated. I haven't called all the very educated people, but these are some of the most educated people. Am I right in that CBC? Am I right? Can you read? Can you write? Yes. Mrs. Can you read and write? Sir. Can you read and write? Mrs. Can you read and write? You look like you can preach very well. If I give you the, the mic and say, continue. She's a branch leader. Sha, 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 sha. Are you educated? Can you read and write? Of course. Now, my question is a simple question. To work where you are working and to work for Jesus, what is better? You don't need to answer me. It's quite both. The question is, with the monies you are making, how much of your money is advancing the kingdom? I mean, I mean, in a true sense, I mean, in a true, 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 true sense, how much of the money is it being used for the kingdom? If we were to use percentages, we were to use what? Percentages. Do you think you are the highest givers? Don't forget the tithe is a tithe. It's a tithe. 
a person who earns 100 rand and gives 10 rand is a tithe. So if, if, if I have somebody who earns 100 rand and somebody who earns 1 million and they are giving a tithe, nobody has given more. They're just giving a tithe. It's just a tithe. We don't need to clap hands for you. Oh, you pay, you pay, you get it. But we do it. You get it. Now, the difference is the person who's got the 100 rand and the person who's got the 1 million, from what they have given to the Lord, what is left? How much of that do they give? Then I will believe you that you are supporting the kingdom. But my issue here is one, and this is true. Before I became a pastor here, I owned my house. You know my house? I own my house. I still stay in that house. All of you own houses. You are paying water, electricity. Are you eating? Yeah? You are eating. You are eating. You are eating. I'm eating as well. That's what I'm trying to say. Even the person who's not working, who's in the church, ate today. I know you don't hear me. Yeah? So what makes you to think God can't pay you? I ate, you ate, she ate, he ate, she ate, he ate. Oh, sometimes we are thinking, oh, if I work, I'll give the Lord more. The truth is, the more we work, that verse becomes a reality. Pride makes us to keep more than it is just. We are full of bread. Full of what? Bread. Make it say, somebody in the shop rightly. I've heard the plastic is a wet. What do you think? Huh? Huh? What do you think, doctor? I go and buy go shop right. But it's like the plastic attack. Get out of the stress. get high. plastic You are worried. Can I tell you, Spirit? Recently, a company, a fish. You remember, they showed it on television. Did you see it? The company is packing for so many. Shop rights, uh, spa, whatever. They, they were showing. We are picking for. Now, some shops, they sell the same product. They are picking in area can go shop right. They are selling it in another shop for more money. Who are they cheating? But what do you think? Are you making life more with the work you are doing? The kingdom of this world has become the kingdom of our God. Jesus said, this is eternal life, that they may know you, the only true God. Is that your passion? He says, where your treasure is, there your heart will be. I've called the most busiest people because uh, they are laboring, they are working, and they are trying in their busy schedule to serve the Lord. Pastor <laughs> Mesh, uh, what do you think? When are you coming full time? Or you are waiting for pension? You are patient. Wow. Wow. Can we stretch our hands? Let's pray for them. Father, in the name of Jesus, we pray for these busy, highly educated, well-paid persons. We bring them before you, Lord. I pray that, Father, may you open their eyes that they could do more for you. 
that they will achieve more. They will turn the world upside down with the knowledge, the wisdom, the understanding that they have. Father, I pray that may you turn their hearts towards you. I pray for many who are seated there, who should be standing here, that Lord, may you move in their hearts. May they be convicted that they could do more. They could serve the Lord better with their life. I commit them, Father, into your hands. In the name of Jesus, we pray for the grace to do more in Jesus' name. Amen. Listen, when I came full time, I was any more than the DG. You know DG? Government, government DG. I don't know how much they earn now. I every time say to my wife, I wonder what will I be earning if I was working. I paid rent for the church using my money. Yeah. At some stage, I gave more than my salary here in church. When I was 27, I was very excited. I said, I'll be a multi, multi millionaire. And the Holy Spirit reminded me, you said you will be a pastor. 30 years, I was a pastor. I said to the Lord, give me two years. Let me sort out my things. I've suffered for this 20-something years. I've been a, a full-time pastor in this church. There have been days where there's no money. Yes. Where I could just pick up a phone and say, Pastor Mesh, Dr. Mashaba, can you help? But I said, let me suffer. I'm going to get somebody. God has a purpose and a call for your life. My concern is, you will run the race and at the end you look back, you realize. I always say to people, being a pastor and not full-time is different from being a pastor and full-time. Because there are limitations. You transcend from human wisdom to a supernatural wisdom. I told you, I have no relatives here except my children. Did I know you before? Did I know you before? Did I know you before? Did I know all of you have been with me long. That's why I called you. You have been with me long. Long. If we are seeing pastors in this church, it should be you. Or Garen Lapan. Long. Pastor K wrote the book Chasing After the Wind. I don't know when is she going to publish it. I don't know you're hearing what I'm saying. I pray that you hear what the Spirit is saying. Maybe I shouldn't say what I'm saying. Your struggle sometimes is a struggle that makes you to think, did I make the right decision? I didn't come to the ministry because I struggled. No, not me. I came to the ministry because I was flourishing. But I was convicted. I was in somebody's car, BMW. I was in a BMW uh, 325. I think it's 325. I was sitting there. We were cruising. And I said to my friend, I'll be a multimillionaire when I turn 40. He looked at me. He was 40. He said, how old are you? I told him. I heard clearly the Holy Spirit saying, don't waste your life. Working. You can be wasting your life. Maybe wasting your life. Yeah. You're not wasting your life. Yeah. Hallelujah. <laughs> you're working. You're working. You're doing well. But it could be better. Praise the Lord. Lindo. Lindo, Lindo comes from a very believing family. You know, anointing, anointing, it pecks. It pecks. It pecks. It pecks. Unfortunately, children from families that parents were born again, loving Jesus, they don't take it very personal. You could do wonders, signs and wonders, by doing nothing, by just coming to church. Church, let's lift up our hands. Let's, let's worship God. You do what you saw them doing. That's it. That's, that's all. Dr. Mashallah. How old is your dad? 72. Mama Shara. Yeah. So you are not going to preach. 
I'm going to work. I'm not going to preach. I saw my father. I'm not going to preach. You are going to preach by fire, by force. You haven't started. You have started going to live it. Hallelujah. I'm preaching. Let's stretch our hands again. Let's pray for them. Father, in the name of Jesus, we pray. May they hear your voice when you speak. May they respond to your word. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. I mean it. You could do better. Don't be deceived by money. I'm more richer than all of you. Not because I have money. Let's go to heaven and see. Pastor Mesh. Uh, you could turn the world upside down. You know, upside down. Upside down. Yeah. When you stand up, Satan moves out of Africa, decides. Uh, <laughs> praise the Lord. Let's give a powerful clap of praise. Let, let me preach now. Let me preach. Hallelujah. The book of Matthew chapter 11 verse 4. Go and tell John the things which you see, the things which you hear and see. The blind see. The lame walk. The lepers are cleansed. The deaf hear. The dead are raised up and the poor have the gospel preached to them. The blind receive their sight. The lame walk. The lepers are cleansed. The deaf hear. The dead are raised up. The poor have the gospel preached to them. Not food. Not, not the poor have a soup kitchen. Jesus didn't say that. Says the poor have the gospel preached to them. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, church. The gospel is preached to them. Hallelujah. Most of us come to church. The question is, do you believe? Do you believe in the power of the resurrection? Do you believe in the supernatural power? Do you believe in the enablement by God to live your life? Is your blessing manifested or counted in the things you have? That's the deception. If the blessing is the car you drive, then the people who don't know Jesus, they are more blessed than you. But we know that to be blessed is to be touched by the blood. The word blessing means touched by the blood. No, not everybody is blessed because not everybody is touched by the blood. The night when Jesus, the Lord spoke to Moses and he said to him, tell the children of Israel to put the blood on the door and on the windows. He says, when I pass through and I see the blood, they will be blessed. They will be touched by the blood. They will be blessed. The word blessed means touched by the blood. Go and check the meaning. It's not what you think. It's not what you think. Not everybody is blessed because they are not touched by the blood. The wealth, they, they, they show off. Our wealth should be in souls. We should be. That's what I was saying. If you say, I'm a, I'm a prophet in the marketplace. I'm an apostle in the marketplace. I don't deny it. But how much of what you do in the market influences the church? Or comes back to the church to make an impact? How much? We have a lot of people who claim they are the, they are the, 
They are the prophet and the apostle in the marketplace. We don't see anything. We have to beg. We have to phone. Hey, prophet, how are you? Uh, we, are, we are doing a church building. Will you give us the money for the building? We are talking to the apostle. Hallelujah. Just write a check. Hallelujah. May we be true apostles in the marketplace. Your wealth should not be seen on you. I said your wealth. Have you seen Bill Gates? If you can Bill Gates, I'm drop a good penny Do you think what you miss? The way the man is a thing. Aye, aye, aye. What are you? Hey, demon. Level lower perivyang. Did you take it? I had a label. You get it? Yeah. Why do you think, Pastor Godfrey? Do you think, boy, you must I doubt if we go and check his car. May the Lord have mercy. I said, may the Lord have mercy. The book of Hebrews chapter 9, 27. I'm closing for the sake of all of us since we're coming back tomorrow. I hear your amen. <laughs> Hebrews 9, 27, it says, And as it is appointed for men to die once, but after this, judgment. Never be deceived that you have time. It is appointed for men to live once then judgment. The question is, when death comes to your life, will you be ready to meet the Lord? Hell is real and heaven is real. You're, you're giving to the Lord, not giving it in money only. I'm talking about winning souls. You're laying down your life. The Bible says it's appointed for a man to live one. It says, what will it profit a man if he gains the whole world and loses his soul? The people I'm talking about here, they have achieved much in life already. All the things they have is what we want. The only thing you want, you need one room to sleep in, for sure. That's all. How many? One. The distortion we have, the faith we, the belief we have is that we should consume all by ourselves. These people can serve the Lord. They'll do better. Yes, they'll do better. We'll build more churches. More. Lapan, if you come full time, we'll build more churches. More. No more bread of idleness because we all, you won't have the time for it. More. More. To serve the Lord. Hallelujah. I hope you are convicted. It is appointed for a man to that one. Jesus, we are told, he died at 33. It is not long life. It's purpose. Yes, not long life. Oh, you can live long and not achieve much. Yes. Oh, it, uh, I'm saved. No, no, it's not about you being saved. It's about others being saved. Yeah, others being saved from you giving your life, surrendering your life to God. And through your life, others finding life through your life. Can you imagine if death is to come and you have been done much? John 14, verse 6. What will it profit a man if he gains his soul? Jesus said unto them, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except by me. I am what? The way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except by me. William Booth says something very important. He says, go for souls. And he says, go for the West. That's why I say, you can't say you are called and you go across the street. We, we are not yet convicted. We are not yet convicted to serve the Lord. We are not yet convicted. We are not willing to suffer. There is a certain level of comfort that we still want to maintain. And because we want to maintain the gospel, the comfort, the gospel we preach will always be compromised. Yes. Will always be.
be compromised. The gospel we preach will always be compromised. It doesn't matter how hard you work. You are working for a house and you are working for sleep. You are eating. That's it. You can buy a house every three, four, five years. That's all. But if you were to give your life to the Lord, there is much more that will come out of your life. Yeah. What will it profit a man if he gains the whole world and loses his soul? Where will you spend your eternity? That's why I say, think about it. You go to heaven, and when you arrive in heaven, you realize your most lovely people you love are not there. Your colleagues, you don't want them to say you are high path faith. You, you believe too much. Your neighbor, you will not bother your neighbor because you don't believe in hell. You don't believe that their, their soul can be lost. You don't believe that a difference can be made in their life. And the Lord have mercy. Every eye closed, every head bowed. Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you, Lord, even tonight. We exalt you. We are grateful, Father, of your presence. We thank you for the supernatural work of God even upon our life. That you have called us as a church and as a people. That, Lord, we may save you. That we may give our life for you. I pray this evening in the name of Jesus that, Lord, we will be convicted to serve the Lord. We will be convicted to love you. We will be convicted to experience fresh oil in our own life. That, Lord, we will not just come to church, but, Father, we will love you with our life in the places we find ourselves. You have blessed us so much. We are blessed. We come against the spirit of pride. We come against idleness and the plentiness of nice things around our life. Lord, we break the spirit of blindness. Lord, we speak life into our own life. We come against the spirit of hell, the spirit of destruction, the spirit of Satan, the spirit that wants to steal our life, that wants to take the prime time of our life. We come against this spirit in the name of Jesus. We nullify it that our young men, our young women will not give their life for the things and the system of the world. But Father, they will give their life for you. I pray this evening in the name of Jesus that Lord, we will not give our life to things that perish. For things that has no eternal value. But we will give our life Father, for eternal life. We will give our life for the things that gives hope, that gives life to others. That, Lord, we will lay down our life. Even as your word says, Lord, there is no greater joy than this, that a man should lay down his life for a friend. Father, I pray in the name of Jesus that ahead of us is a congregation. Ahead of us is a world, is a supernatural world of the unknown where the presence of God is. Lord, I pray today for this, your people, Lord. I bring each and every one of us that, Lord, we will be convicted that our life will be turned towards you, that we will not find our life destroyed and be cast into hell. Lord, we pray that we will not waste our life with the passing pleasures of this world. We will not be deceived by the comforts and the deception of the life that we live. Father, we pray in the name of Jesus. That Lord, may you turn our life for your wishes. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. That whosoever believes in him should not perish. Lord, preserve our life that we will not perish. 
that Lord our life will not be wasted on things that are passing that our life Lord will not just be a passing wind a dry twig that has no purpose Lord we pray in the name of Jesus Lord you said in your word I've come that you may have life and have it abundantly I pray that each and every person that is here Father they will be convicted to seek your ways to desire you Lord not only to have but Lord to give their life to give their time to surrender that which is precious their own life to you Father we pray even tonight have mercy upon us for Lord we have been deceived we have been made to believe that the things that we do they are important but Father we know that the soul of man is priceless we know that Lord your word says, Lord, what, you, what will it profit a man if he gains the whole world and loses his own soul? The world is not worth our soul. The world is not worth our life. The world is not worth who we are. Lord, we pray even today for salvation. We pray, Lord, save us. Deliver us from these attractions. Lord, take off our eyes from the deception of the enemy. That we are doing well, yet we are lost. Father, we pray in the name of Jesus that hell will have no part in our life. We deny hell attach upon any of the persons seated here in the name of Jesus and those who will hear this message. Lord, may you transform our life. May we be fully given to you. We surrender and give ourselves to you tonight in the name of Jesus. I pray, Father, that none of us should be lost. I pray, Father, that none of us should backslide. I pray, Father, that the wealth of this world will not steal our joy. Lord, I commit each and every one to you. For Jesus spoke, he says, this is eternal life. That they may know you, the only true God. Lord, I pray. That we may know you, the only true God. That we may serve you. You said, love the Lord your God. And love your neighbor. Lord, we pray that our life will be fully given to the Lord. That we will be willing to run the race with perseverance, with patience. Lord, your word says, for the joy that was set before Jesus, he endured the cross. He suffered the shame. Lord, I pray in the name of Jesus that hell will have no glory in us in the name of Jesus. That hell power is broken today in the name of Jesus. That we are set free from laboring for straws, for laboring for useless things, for pyramids of Egypt. Lord, we break the spirit of the pyramids of Egypt upon us. But Lord, we embrace the supernatural call of God to the promised land. We receive the call. We take the journey. We take the journey. We are taking the walk. We are believing the Lord for the supernatural to enter the new Jerusalem to see the promise that the Lord has given to us. Lord, I pray today that none of us will be lost in the name of Jesus. That Lord, may we be fully convinced 
in our hearts that no soul should be lost. May we be fully convinced that none of our family members should be lost. May we be fully convinced that none of our neighbors will be lost in the name of Jesus. Lord, we pray even today that, Lord, you said, go and make disciples of all nations. I pray that, Lord, a new generation of leaders is arising from this meeting. Men and women who will love you, who will suffer for you, who will fight hell. And, Lord, as your word says in the book of Jude, that some, Father, we should pull from the mouth of hell. I pray this evening in the name of Jesus that hell has no power over our life. Lord, we refuse, we refuse, we refuse to see our generation lost while we stand by and watch. Father, we pray that it's a season for souls. It's a season to lay down our life. Lord, we pray, may we be seeds of righteousness that are sown. Lord, may we be seeds of righteousness that are sown. There are congregations ahead of us. The supernatural signs and wonders, miracles, ministries that are set before us. I thank you, Father, even today. While all eyes are closed and heads are bowed, maybe you are here today. You have not received Jesus, you are invited. And you are not sure if you were to die, if you will make heaven. The Bible says the wages of sin is death and the gift of God is eternal life. I want to pray together with you today. If you are here, you say, Pastor, I want to receive Jesus. I want to dodge hell and go to heaven. I want to spend my life with God. I want to pray together with you. If you are here tonight, you say, I want to receive Jesus. I want to be born again. I want my sins to be forgiven. I want to be a child of God. I don't want any part of hell in my life. I choose heaven tonight. I choose Jesus tonight. Lift up your hand wherever you are seated and we'll pray together.